Myra Brooks Welsh was born in Illinois in 1877. As a young lady, her love for music and for poetry became increasingly evident to family and to friends. Later in life, she developed an arthritis that resulted in her being confined to a wheelchair. It is said that even with the very limited function that she came to have in her hands, Welsh continued to draft poems by using pencil erasers to press the keys of the typewriter. In 1921, she wrote a poem that later became her best-known piece. We listen on this Monday morning of Holy Week to a slightly amended version of The Master's Touch. It was dinged and scratched, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. What am I bid, good folks, he cried. Who will start bidding for me? A pound, a pound, then two, only two, two pounds, and who will make it three? Three pounds once, three pounds twice, going for three, but no. From the room far back, a grey-haired man came forward and picked up the bow, then wiping the dust from the old violin, and tightening the loose strings, he played a melody pure and sweet, as sweet as a caroling angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand pounds? And who will make it two? Two thousand? And who will make it three? Stunned by the change of the mood in the crowd. Going, going, gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried. We do not quite understand. What's changed its worth? Swift came the reply. Twas the touch of the master's hand. And many a person with life out of tune, lonely, and wounded within, is auctioned cheap to the demands of life, much like the old violin. But the master comes, and the unsuspecting crowd can never quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch of the master's hand. There's a powerful reminder in these words that the value of human life is inseparably linked to the God from whom it comes. And together with this, that it is when this life rests in his embrace that it expresses itself most fully to the violence tune, a tune of joy, peace, patience, compassion, loyalty, hope, kindness, love things that many of us have been so privileged to experience through family, friends, colleagues, strangers, things that likewise need to walk through and remain resilient in the face of hate, prejudice, arrogance, jealousy, insecurity, fear, self-centeredness. We see here the life of Jesus as the ultimate expression of God's love and his journey to the cross as a sign of the tremendous cost 
with which this embrace comes. The Gospels continue in this Lenten season to remind us of and prepare us for the cost of love. Today, from Matthew's Gospel. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out to crucify him. We say a prayer now that is attributed by some to St. Francis of Assisi, a prayer that highlights both the gift and the related cost of life in Christ. As we do so, let us remember young parents who are discovering the challenge of sleep deprivation, aged couples seeking to care for one another in the face of the indignity of dementia, and those in positions of leadership having to choose the better of two less than desirable options. We think of these and others as we seek at the same time to make this prayer our own. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. In Christ's name, who taught us to praise, we now do so together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you. Amen.